I suppose it's true that uh, most of us in this country, in Britain, we don't really know much about real physical hunger and thirst. Most of us do have enough to eat and enough to drink every day. But whatever part of the world we live in, wherever we are and whoever we are, we do all have a spiritual hunger inside of us. We simply don't call it that. You'll hear phrases like, my life is empty, I'm bored, I'm restless. There's something missing in my life. People might say, there must be more to life than this. And even when things are going well, when there is apparent success and so on, uh, there's that gnawing feeling inside that something is missing, no matter how successful we become. And I suppose the Rolling Stones gave us the theme song for the baby boomer generation, I Can't Get No Satisfaction. And why is it that there are so many people that are so dissatisfied? Well, I think the Bible says it's because they're looking in the wrong place. Now, we're going to find out if this works. I don't know if that was me or you back there, but then We don't find lasting satisfaction in pleasure. Somehow we think that if we could just, I don't know, People will say, oh, when I retire, or if I could just go on this wonderful, wonderful holiday, I could travel the world, then, well, then, then I'll be happy. Well, the Bible says, no matter how much we see, we are never satisfied. No matter how much we hear, we are never content. And if we watch the telly, or see any adverts anywhere, The adverts, on the whole, appeal to this hunger for happiness. There's a a phrase, I can't remember what, I think it was drink, maybe Coke, but the taste that satisfies, whatever it is. If that were true, we'd only have to have one cup. If it were true, we'd only ever have to have one cigarette and we'd be satisfied. People will try anything in life, break the rules, get drunk, Try one night stands. The Bible says the pleasures of sin last a short time. They may be pleasurable just for a moment, but then it goes. And often we're left with a sense of guilt, a sense of this just doesn't satisfy, but we'll keep trying. So we don't find lasting satisfaction in pleasure, and we won't find lasting satisfaction in performance. Workaholics eventually learn this. The Bible says, What does man get for all his hard work? Days full of sorrow and grief and restless nights. You work for something with all your skill, and then you have to leave it all to someone who hasn't had to work for it. We can often think success produces satisfaction. Well, it might for a little while, but it doesn't last Many successful people are very unsatisfied, dissatisfied on the inside. After the thrill of winning, even winning a whole lot, there comes an emptiness that something is missing, something isn't there. 
The Bible says man is always working, but never satisfied. So we don't find satisfaction in pleasure, we don't find satisfaction in performance, and we don't find satisfaction in possessions. If you read or look at the adverts, there are so many products available, and many of them will have satisfaction guaranteed. And there's always more products, perhaps twice as many as ten years ago. People aren't twice as happy. Ecclesiastes 5 verse 10 says, He who loves money will never have enough. The foolishness of thinking, wealth brings happiness. And the lottery plays on this. People who think, just if I could win the lottery, then all of my problems will be solved. Well, the fact is, some of the problems may be solved, but you get a whole lot more the richer you become. The rich know that actually all your problems aren't solved. All that tends to happen is you're miserable, but just in more comfort. What then is the secret of satisfaction? Psalm 37 verse 4 says, Seek your happiness in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desire. See, we shouldn't be seeking happiness. We should be seeking God. Happiness will probably be a byproduct of seeking God. If we make happiness our goal in life, we will miss it. Because we can't find it simply by looking for it. We'll find it in God. So often it's the last place we look. We say, oh, we'll try everything else. Then maybe we'll come to God. Maybe we'll find happiness there. Happiness is found in seeking God. So how... How do we experience real satisfaction in life or recognise our real hunger? What is it that's missing in life? What is it that's not there? A lot of people don't really know what they want in life. But the Bible makes it clear that we're not just physical beings, we're not just animals, we are spiritual beings. And God has made us to love him, to know him, and to be loved by him. Nothing will ever take the place of that. There is nothing that we can go to that will give us that lasting satisfaction. There is no substitute. And the first place to start in finding real satisfaction in life is to recognise what our real hunger is. That our hunger is actually for God. And we're going to the wrong places to find it, but it's actually in God. And the sooner we recognise that, the better. How does God give us a hunger for himself? Well, Deuteronomy 8 verse 3 says, God humbled you by letting you go hungry and then feeding you with manna. He did this to help you realise that real life comes by obeying every command of God. That comes at the point, the children of Israel, they've been wandering around for 40 years in the desert. And while they were there, naturally they got hungry. And God provided a miraculous food called manna. We read about it in John chapter 6. But notice it says in Deuteronomy, God let them get hungry. He let them get hungry so that they would recognise their need for him and begin to depend on him. Now maybe God still lets us get hungry for him. And the problems, like the children of Israel wandering around in the desert, 
get our attention so that we recognise that we really need him. And he may use a variety of circumstances. The Bible says, happy are the hungry. Those are the people God is trying to get their attention. God is maybe saying, look, what you want is not pleasure, it's not possessions, it's not performance, it's nothing else. He's saying, it's me. God is saying to you, I made you with a God-shaped vacuum and I want to meet that need. Happy are the hungry. Blessed are the hungry because God is getting ready to do something in your life. He also says, God humbled you. So there's a hungry people, there's a humble, hum, humble people. A man on the street, a woman on the street doesn't care for linens and napkins. They're just saying, give me food, I'm hungry. Hunger is painful, but it motivates. And if there's something in your life, a problem, a difficulty, well, maybe God wants us to recognise our real hunger is to know him. But it's also how to experience it. Eat, stop eating junk food. Or should I say spiritual junk food. We need to quit, look, quit looking for things in life that simply don't satisfy, that don't meet the need. You know, I actually quite like McDonald's or Burger King, a Big Mac. Yeah, that's nice. But the problem with it is it doesn't actually satisfy in the end. It goes very quickly. I eat it and it, the hunger's gone just for a few seconds. Well, perhaps a bit longer than a few seconds, but it doesn't last very long. It's not real food. So Sharon has stopped me eating it because otherwise it costs us a lot more money. Um, Isaiah 55 verse 2 says, Why spend your money on what is not bread and your labour on what does not satisfy? The Bible is saying, God is saying, quit wasting your time and your money on things of the world that simply cannot and will never satisfy. Because what you're really looking for is God. So stop eating the junk food. And there is a lot of spiritual junk food. It simply doesn't last. It is, as I say, a temporary high. So why keep going towards it and saying, perhaps this time it will satisfy. Perhaps this time it will work. But it doesn't satisfy. It can fill, but it doesn't satisfy. So stop eating junk food. But then start looking to Christ for real satisfaction. In John 6, 35, it says, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Wonder bread. And bread is one of the basic essentials of life. We can actually live on bread and water. We could live. If we had bread and we had water... We could live. Jesus is saying, well, yeah, he says, I'm the bread of life. I'm it. But what we really need to really live is Jesus. And he says, I can meet your needs. You're looking for everything else, but he says, I'm the bread of life. I'm the essential part of life. I'm what you need. You need me and you can't do without me. The New Age movement, one of the things they say is, find satisfaction in yourself. Find happiness within. 
without we shouldn't be disparaging that is so stupid when we're physically hungry we don't say to our stomach feed yourself it doesn't work no we have to go to an outside source to get some food to feed ourselves and when there is a spiritual vacuum in our life we cannot say be your own God find satisfaction within because that leaves us just as empty as before we have to go to an outside source we have to go to Jesus who made us and created us with that vacuum so that we would know him and love him and be loved by him. Jesus is the bread of life. And he also says, whoever drinks water will get thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give will never be thirsty. It will become in him a spring of living water. Water is, in fact, even more essential than food. We can go several weeks without food, but we can't go much more than about three days without water. We cannot survive without water. Jesus is saying, it's more, more than you want me. He's saying, you need me. You need me to survive. He says, I am the living water. I am your bread. I am your water. I made you, and you cannot make it without me. You know, if we're thirsty, cost is immaterial. It doesn't matter We have to have it. And this is what it means really to hunger and thirst for God. You know, there are really three stages in our life where we get to the point where we say we want God in our life, but then it becomes more than we want God. It's we need God in our life. And finally it becomes we've got to have God in our life because we cannot make it without him. There's an emptiness without him. You know, we all want to know the answers to the basic questions of life. We want to know who we are, so who am I, why am I here, what's the purpose of life, what's going to happen. Those are gut level things that are not satisfied by going to see a film, having sex, getting stoned or whatever. Those things will never answer those questions. They're inner questions of life. That there is a hunger to know God. And that's what God wants. We need to find our real satisfaction in Jesus. We've got to have him in our life. We want to know him. We want to know why in the world we were put on this planet. We want to know where we're all going when it's all over. Jesus says, whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And in John 4 he says, whoever drinks the water I give will never be thirsty again. There's three words there. Come, drink, come believe, drink. Our appetites will never be filled until we do something about it. We can be hungry, our stomachs are growling, but we will stay hungry until we get up and act. Get some food, put it in our mouth and swallow it. Jesus is saying we've got to act. Just like physical hunger, we go to eat food. When we're spiritually hungry, we need to do three things. We need to come to Jesus, we need to believe in him and we need to drink. That's how we find satisfaction in life. First, we come. We come to Christ. Second, we believe. Third, we drink of Christ. We receive him into our life. And perhaps there are some here this morning who have never done this, who have never taken these steps. You've never come to Christ. You've never believed in him. You may have believed about him, but there's a difference in believing about God and believing in him. It's more than a head knowledge. And if you're here this morning and you've realised that there's something missing in your life, in spite of any success, in spite of any apparent outward satisfaction, 
inside there's an undercurrent. You know that it's there saying, I'm missing it. I'm not really satisfied. I'm not really happy. At the deepest level of your soul and your gut, you know that there's more to life than just getting up, going to work, coming home, watching TV and going to bed. There has to be more. There is more. And even if your life is going well, you're saying, well, life seems good in light of the rest of the world. There's this gnawing dissatisfaction that even when you're a winner, there's something missing. You don't have real peace and contentment. And if you're feeling like that, if you just think, yeah, there is something, well, good. Because that means there's a hunger in your life to know God. Nothing is worse than to feel that you've got everything, you're self-satisfied, and never understand that you are missing out on the greatest thing in life. So what do we do? Well, we take these three steps. Come to Jesus, believe in Jesus, and drink of him. And the promise is, happy are those who are hungry and thirsty for true goodness, for they will be truly satisfied. This is something where we can put on the, bot, the tin satisfaction guaranteed. Our, hap- our hunger for happiness is met in knowing God and being known by him and in loving God and being loved by him and developing a relationship with him and finding out the purpose for which we are put here on earth. And as we seek him, we will find him and we will find that happiness and that satisfaction that we all want. He will not turn us down. But others of us have perhaps taken that initial step. We've come to Christ, we've believed in Christ, we have even drunk of Christ. We all know we know we are loved. But my question today is for all of us, including myself, how is our spiritual appetite? Do we truly hunger for the things of God? Do we really want to know him or is God almost just like a little convenience to us? Like we take a little sip every Sunday that's all I need just every Sunday that five cents worth of God or do we hunger that we've got to have God all of God in all of our lives do you really want all that he has to offer the fact is for all of us in the end we are as close to God as we want to be we're as close to God as we want to be Because God always works in our lives according to our desires. If we don't know God in his fullest, it's because we really aren't desiring him. He says if we desire him, if we hunger and thirst for him, for his righteousness, we will be satisfied. Blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty to know him. They will be fully satisfied. And where the word hungry is used here. The Greek has two words for it. One of them means, I want a bite of something, just give me a piece of bread. The other meaning in the Greek is, I want the whole loaf. Just guess which one Jesus uses here. He says, I want all of God there is. Jesus says, happiness comes for people who say, I want all of God there is. I want to know him in his fullness. I'm not satisfied with having a little blessing here or there. I want him as the centre of my life. That is the person who will be fully and truly satisfied.
So the question for all of us, as I say, including myself, is do we really hunger and thirst for God every moment of every day of our lives? Let's pray. Happy are the hungry, the Bible says, because it means God is getting ready to do something in our life. Have we come to the realisation that we don't have everything, that something is missing, an uneasiness, a restlessness? If you're feeling like this morning, it's like that this morning, just pray silently. Jesus Christ, I don't understand it all, but I come to you. I believe in you. And I want to drink of you. Lord Jesus, I don't understand it all, but I come back to you. I've tried so many things and those pleasures only last a short time. They're not satisfying. I want and I do believe in you and believe your purpose for my life and believe you love me and you died for me. I want to know and understand that better. Lord God, I want to drink of you. I want to know you in absolute fullness. And whether this is your first time in opening your life to Jesus, or you've been a Christian for many years, just say silent in your hearts. Just say, God, help me to recognize my real hunger. Just say, God, would you help me to stop eating spiritual junk food? Help me not to be automatically accepting what the culture says. Lord God, help me to start looking to you, to Jesus for satisfaction. Lord Jesus, I realise that only you can meet that inner gnawing in my heart. It's not going to be filled with money, or sex, or fame, or nice houses, or wonderful kids, or promotion, or any of those things. I recognise, Lord Jesus, that the spiritual hunger that I have can only be met by you. And Lord Jesus, I want all of you that you have to offer. Lord God, I haven't had a hunger for you, but I want you to reawaken that appetite in my life that I might not miss out on the best in life and that I might realise that it's found in you and not in all of these other things. Just pray those words silently. Ask God to come and meet you and you come to meet him and believe and drink of him. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you that you promote and promote and teach us the ways of real happiness in life. That it is not in pleasure or performance or possessions or power or position or prestige, but it's in a personal relationship with you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.